the holy name of Jesus, amen. Please have a seat. While on vacation, one of the things I did loafing around was watch concerts, old concerts on YouTube. I love doing that. I love to watch musicians play music. I love to see how the crowd responds. As I saw various concerts and crowds waving their hands, singing along, a thought came to my head over and over. Maybe you've had this happen as well. There's too many people in the stadium. They're not distanced from each other. They're so close, no one is masked. Surely somebody in that venue is sick. Why can't they just do this from home? Seriously, I'm sure you have said the same thing that you have seen on TV. You've seen sporting events on TV or social media, and you're looking for who is masked and who isn't. You see people packed in restaurants, eating and drinking, and think, no way! I don't see how people can do that. Yes, we're still talking like this. Happy New Year, right? After all, it is 2022. COVID has made us decide to become solitary beings who keep ourselves from living our lives that God has laid out before us. Our communities have been shattered our school kids are in therapy, churches are suffering and confused, and we're not sure as we enter into this new year whether or not we can trust our government, our community, our schools, our churches, etc. So we try to stay solitary. We're probably maybe at a quarter of our normal Sunday attendance today. I realize there's snow on the ground, if that's what we want to call it. <laughs> But here is the thing. God is not a solitary being. If man is not to be alone, as God says of Adam in Genesis, then God certainly does not care to be alone either. Think about that for a moment. Think about all the various accounts in the Old Testament and the New Testament where God is not found far and away from his people. He is constantly poking and prodding and coming into this world even though we and others constantly reject him. He came to that which was his own, but he did not, he was not received by them. We crucified Jesus. You and your sins and I and my sins we crucified him and put to death, and yet he was raised from the dead. We can't get rid of this guy. He is here with us because that is how he wants to be. This world was created for God and for you to walk together. He is not isolated from us, and we certainly are not separated from him. Jesus tells story after story that is essentially about people coming home or being invited to a feast, to a community, to a gathering, back together with fellow people. And why is that? Because God is all about being with his people and God is all about you being in a community. Sure, there are times in Jesus' life where there's some solitude, but even on the night when he was betrayed, he was eating together with all 12 of his disciples. 
that is no small thing to consider. And ever since 2020, we have been fighting tooth and nail about this pandemic. And I don't care what the arguments you make about science or medicine, the biggest problem that we face today is, is that we have isolated ourselves from others, whether we like it or not. We are social creatures, and even the most antisocial among us still at times need a community. Religious monks and nuns don't live by themselves. They live in a monastery, a community of people. The worst thing that this pandemic has done for us is made us give up on being with one another, being a community, here in the church, at school, at work, even at home. Why? Why, when we talk about God as being the great physician of body and soul, as God who orders our days and our deeds by his peace, as God who simply wants to be with you, his people, so that you and I may never be alone, why is it that we constantly are pushing things off and aside? We are God's children, children of the Holy Trinity. He has always wanted us to be a community and a family, and throughout the ages, ever since the beginning of time, God has constantly gathered together his people through things like famine, drought, war, pestilence, and even sickness. Think about that the next time you make some sort of decision with the times that we are facing today. Are you encouraging community and family of being together, or are you taking it away from others? The reality is, is what we have learned in all of this, whether or not you realize it or not, this place remains open. And God is not absent from us. He just does not sit back and hope, well, I hope you guys figure this all out. It is an important detail that we hear about today that Jesus never does things in order to show off or in order to say, gee, I bet you can't do that. Jesus is not about pulling out magic tricks to make disease and isolation simply to go away with a magic flick of his wrist. That's not what he even does today with the wedding at Cana. That's not why he came. Sure, he's at a wedding party, and we don't even know where the wine came from. All they knew was that the wine was good. The master of the feast doesn't know where the wine comes from. Even the servants know how it, where it came from, but they themselves marvel. They marvel at what Jesus is doing. And there's so much packed into this wedding at Cana that I could sit up here for hours, which I know you don't want me to, and go on and on and on about this marvelous wedding miracle. This is where Jesus shows his glory. And you would think that the first miracle that Jesus wants to do, he would want to have a huge audience for everybody to sit down and see what he can do. You would think that he would go to the bride and groom and say, you are out of wine, bring up these jars, here is my gift to you. Because I'm the savior of the world. 
But what he does, he does behind closed doors. He takes these Jewish water jars for the ritual purification of the Jews. This is what we would say that they have to soak and wash everything. Everything that they would use, even themselves, to be ritually pure and clean for this wedding feast. Imagine that, going to a wedding and being told everything that you basically have and use will have to be washed before you can participate in the party. He takes this water in these ritual jars and he changes it into wine. Not showing everybody, but yet revealing his glory. Showing that he is the one who has come to take away the old covenant and usher in the new covenant that brings about joy and freedom and forgiveness and community. Where God is gathering together his people and taking care of them. Even their smallest of problems, like running out of wine. And yet, we see with all of this, that he does it in secret. They don't know where this came from. They just say that it is good. The Lord has filled them with something good. And he's filled you with something as good as, good as well. Even though at times we don't always recognize where it has come from. What in the world is holding all of this here together today? Jesus. He absolutely is even though at times we don't recognize it. Because you see, there are a couple of ways that we can look at Jesus today, and there's ways that people view Jesus. He can either be this stern, harsh overlord, or he could be this one who wants to be with his people through all of the trials and tribulations. We don't know what his true essence truly is, and yet we have either made him into some sort of taskmaster or a clown. Christian art is a difficult subject in terms of portraying Jesus. But with this wedding at Cana today, I want to ask you a question. How do you picture Jesus at this wedding today? Would your view of Jesus at this wedding be a one where he simply refills the wine so that the party might continue on throughout the night? Or maybe are you one who says, they shouldn't be drinking because they've had enough already. Or even more so, they shouldn't be drinking at all because that's not a good thing. Or maybe we've even looked at this and said, maybe they shouldn't be together because it's not safe. If this is your picture of Jesus, then why? I can't answer for you. But what I can tell you is, is that Jesus has created you for community because he himself is community, a word that basically means sharing. Like it or not, we are all in this life together and we cannot go at it alone. And what's even more amazing is, is that Jesus reveals this first miracle at a wedding to usher in the new covenant, the New Testament. God's first thing that he did for Adam and Eve was to perform a wedding where he told them to be fruitful and multiply. This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, and the two shall be one. And at this wedding of unknown people, Jesus miraculously reveals his glory 
for these people, showing us that the new covenant has come in. That he has come to lay down his life for the bride, which is you. He has come to lay down his life so that you may be united with him in a death like his and a resurrection like his and for life everlasting. Heaven is not you being isolated. It is you coming together at the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Jesus blesses marriage today between a man and a woman. And no matter how counterculture or contrary that may seem for people today, that is where he truly blesses and establishes community. So that man and woman may not be alone. We are a people of community. We are a body of Christ. And we together, Christ and his church, he with his bride, we with our Savior, dwell together just like that newlywed couple that has been united in marriage. That is what you and I are a part of. By your baptism in the Christ, you are now no longer your own person. You are now no longer alone. You are part of the body of Christ, the family of God. He has set his family table before you today in the presence of your enemies. Sickness, sorrow, isolation, and even death. He has come to you this day in the midst of our presence of these enemies so that you may come to this communion table with the community, with your Savior. He cuts through all of this mess and he declares his immense love for you, his bride, today. He has paid the price for you. He has given up all that he has to declare that you would be with him and everyone else in the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. To Christ alone be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.